Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Hey, howdy, hey, friends, and welcome to the Rope Droppers Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your Disney needs. My name is Glenn, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Landon and Colby. And we're back. I missed last week, but I'm so hyped to be here with these guys. It's been a few weeks since all three of us have been on the mics. We're going to start off this week with the original Hopper Drop. We're going to be talking about Walt's birthday, the Hatbox Ghost, and Bob Iger, who is back in the news. So excited to talk about that. Then we'll move on to the Frontier Soft, where Landon and Colby are going to be debating monorail versus Skyliner, two of the best forms of transportation in Disney World, where they have innovated. We're going to talk about which one's better, and they're going to decide. And then what is probably the most anticipated draft, at least for me, we are going to be drafting the best Disney World bathrooms. I've been waiting for this draft for so long. So excited for it. Then in Extra Magic Hours, which is a Patreon-exclusive segment, we're going to be talking about the last good Disney Pixar movie because Bob Iger said that they're no longer going to be making unnecessary sequels and then announced Frozen 3 and 4. But those are definitely necessary. And then, as usual, we're going to be wrapping the show up with the Disney Trivia Showdown. So I've been doing pretty good this week, but we're going to catch up with Landon and Colby. So how are you guys doing this week? Man, I've had a pretty good week this week. Um, very excited for the podcast. I've just been getting back in the groove of things here at college. I'm just ready to get my mind off of that and get to Disney. So let's get ready. Yeah, same here. Life is good. It's getting really cold here. So I am wanting to go to Disney very soon for that warm weather. Also... World Celebration opened up today, and I've just started looking at the pictures. World Celebration at night looks unbelievable to me. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, with all the different lights they have going on out there, and they, it looks like they're changing the lights, which is really intriguing to me. I cannot wait to go. No, I'm super excited for that as well. We also are not going to be talking about Luminous Symphony of Us this week because, as Colby just said, it is December 5th. It's Walt's birthday, which is the opening date for that show. That's when we're recording this. This show's coming out on the 8th. For you guys, you've probably seen some news about it. We've probably talked about it over on Twitter at Rope Droppers Pods. If you want our honest opinions on that, you can go over there and check us out. By the time this episode comes out, all three of us have Twitters. So that's super duper fun and exciting. Super happy with how that's been going. Big thanks to Colby on that. We're going to go ahead and hop right in to Hopper Drop. For those of you who don't know what Hopper Drop is, this is the part of the show where we discuss the latest in Disney news and decide whether or not we're hopping on board with this decision that the company has made or dropping them entirely because it's that drastic. The first one's not really a news story, but it is something that has to be mentioned because today, December 5th, opening day of World Celebration over in Epcot, as well as Symphony of Us, is Walt's birthday. He would have turned 121 this year, Man. which is crazy. Yeah, he, he would have been he would have been old. And I know Disney has him in a cryo freezer somewhere, but he's not out yet. If they didn't have him in a freezer, how else would they get such realistic bronze models of him? Honestly, that's my big question, because the one over in World Celebration yeah, that's a little yeah. off-centered is really <laughs> realistic and looks really cool. Did I mention it's off-centered? Because that... That man, I'm excited to see it in person, but I, um, but that's I like not it's off centered. I like it. I do too. You're, you're taking yeah, as a long as you have them and you're sitting there. And so that then you're in the center. As long as you have five to six people next to you, 
Um, I'll have to see it in person. Again, I'm really not throwing any real stones at it. Uh, these are all hypothetical stones. I'm sure when I get there, I love new things from Disney. I'm such a sucker. And the Celebration Gardens look absolutely beautiful. Um, it's not what it was going to be, but the fact that Epcot's opened, I can't really complain. Um, but yeah, we just really, the only reason we wanted to bring that up is because we wanted to say happy birthday, Walt. So thanks for making your dream a reality so that way we can talk about it on your 121st birthday. But now we're going to be moving on to another ghost. The Hatbox Ghost has arrived in Disney World. And Disney has teased that it's the first of many improvements coming to this opening day attraction. And I saw it. And honestly, I'm a big Haunted Mansion guy. I love the way it looks. The placement in the right isn't exactly my favorite thing. But I still think Disney did a really good job with this implementation. So, Yeah, this is a huge hop for me, obviously. We're seeing things here just come to life. Disney is making these promises, and this is just them following up on one. Uh, we criticize them a lot for not doing that, so I'll give them mm -hmm. more flowers when they do it. So good for them. This is amazing. I don't really mind the placement, if we're being honest. I think just seeing the new movie like just changed my perspective on that. I like where it is and everything. I love how Disney said it was going to come in November at some point, and then it was like, okay, it's going to come late November. And so everyone showed up on November 30th and Disney followed through. I like it. There's no reason to hate on this. You know how I am. I'm a big proponent. I'm never going to hate on something if I have not seen it in person. I genuinely want to experience it in person. I do think that the Hatbox Ghost is an awesome addition to Haunted Mansion. So definitely going to hop on board. And Disney did something they said they were going to do for once. So that is a hop in general. Yeah, I totally agree. It's very rare that Disney has followed through on their promises lately. So the fact that they did here, I do think it's very funny that they followed through their promise with their new traditional promise saying, oh, it's the first of many things to come. But I just think it's super cool. I do think that Haunted Mansion could use a lot more updates. So the fact that they're showing this opening day attraction some love. What would you see them do? Because I'm curious. Would you like I think it would be really cool to see some form of like, just effects. Colby, you talk about how you want everything at Disney to change. I'm a big proponent of just keep the things the same, but make them infinitely better. There's a much better version of the Pepper's Ghost effect that they could do. I think the attic update is great. I think the graveyard scene could use an update too, though. I think the Disney World Mansion is a great format for them to update things like this because it's also over in Tokyo. So I just think it's a good way for them to implement it here and then also have other properties around the world that they could implement it in. So that's mainly what I would do. I think the graveyard scene would be my first pick for an update soon, though. I agree with your uh, statement of, okay, let's make the things that we have better. I like that. I just don't know how you can make kind of mention better other than what you yeah. just said. It's because it's like that classic feel. Yeah. Because I know that when people, when they change the queue and stuff, people like that. Some people didn't because it felt very futuristic in a way. And some people yeah. didn't like that it wasn't as classic. So. I think it'd be interesting to see what people really wanted with that, with such a heralded attraction. Yeah, I think it would upset a lot of people if they started just making like changes, honestly, throughout the whole thing. Now adding stuff, I don't think that's really a big deal. But if you go and just start touching up some things that maybe people don't want removed or updated, then I think some people start getting a little soft. And I have um, an idea. Let's see I have it. an idea. I honestly wouldn't mind if Haunted Mansion was just totally redone and it was made like Happy Mansion and you just fly oh. through it. Uh, no, I'm not kidding. You mean it's a small it world? It's called Bob Iger. He said he's suspending your annual pass. Happy Mansion. <laughs> and so you yeah. go through and it's all the characters doing fun, happy things. 
That's what I would like. You should you should like further develop that, and we can talk about it next week. Okay, I'm you gonna should, further you develop, develop Happy, Happy Mansion. Mansion. <laughs> Happy Mansion. Wow, I'm so excited they just, for Happy that. Palace. They just paint yeah. paint right now. It's Happy Mansion. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, anyways, we're going to move on to the next story uh, away from Happy Mansion and on to something that people are not so happy about. Man, I think that Bob Iger said in the New York Times interview that he had this past week, which is the only way we hear from him lately because he's really just trying to reassure those stockholders that he's doing a good job. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. He said that he will, quote unquote, definitely stop in 2026 when his contract is up. Like, I told the boys before we got on, I think it's in Batman, and it's probably from someone else before that, but you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and I think it's that way for every single one of my favorite CEOs from Disney. Like, we have Iger, Eisner, and those are, that's about it, but they're legitimately two of the most innovative CEOs in the history of the company, but they stayed with the company too long. So 2026 is a long time from now for him to still be CEO of the company. We'll see. What was a year has now turned into five years and might even turn into 10 if it's still around. So, Yeah, I'm honestly so over Bob Iger at this point. I'm just going to say it. Like He has just been <laughs> annoying me. I wouldn't mind if he just left for good for now. Like I'm being completely serious as the big Bob Iger fan I am. I've had my last draw with him. So I want to see some big changes happen in his personality, as well as him in the way he handles the parks. I'm not going to get into details, but I'll just leave it at that. I don't believe him. I believe that he'll definitely stop in 2026. Seems like he's frustrated, and I don't really think he even wanted to come back. I think that he was offered a lot of money. I just think Bob, he has a vision of what he wants, and he has a vision of what he wants to work, and he's just going to shove it down people's throats until it does. And I think Disney as a whole company has gotten to the point where people aren't accepting of it. They're not like they used to be just being like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. We'll watch this. Let's enjoy this. That's not how it is anymore. But Bob wants it to be that so bad that he's just willing to go into the ground of the company and cause just major issues. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He's just like really frustrating. Yeah, I think you that. You what I'm trying to say? Towards the end, I just got mad. Yeah. I think I think your frustration is valid. And as I'm a big Bob Iger stand, whenever he came back, I like was so hyped. Whenever he came back, got me really interested in Disney again. And it's one of the reasons why we actually started up Rope Droppers almost a year ago. I think Disney as a company as a whole is lost vision of being something for everyone and has tried to be like something for a very niche audience, which ultimately is hurting them in the long run. Like shows like Turning Red, a good film. Luca, a good film, but not movies that speak to audiences as a whole. One of the reasons that fans in general are not super happy with Iger, before he left, the company was on like a great route, and then COVID hit, and everything went downhill for Disney. He about buying Fox. If he never bought Fox, nothing of this would have happened. I really believe it. Have you all ever read his book, A Right of a Lifetime? It's actually sitting right next to me. Whenever he talks about the Fox deal in that book, he said he had to go through with it because he shook hands with the previous owner of Fox. So for his pride, he had to go through with it. And reading it, I was like, wow, that's so cool. He's a man of his word. And then now here we are and he's buying Hulu and investing more money into the streaming services that just ultimately isn't where their focus needs to be right now. So I think this is something that we could probably rant about for a long time. I do think that not everything that's happening in the company is necessarily Iger's fault, but 
it's hard not to assign blame to him whenever he is the main boss. So either way, Bob Iger did announce that he will officially step down in 2026. We'll see if he makes it that long. We'll see at the next shareholder meeting, and we'll talk about it then. The tone has drastically changed over the past year in the public opinion of Bob Iger. So we'll see how the next two, three months goes for him. That being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Frontier Face-Off. For those of you who don't know what the Frontier Face-Off is, it's basically like a debate. We take two divisive topics in the Disney community, two beloved things by opposite groups, and we pin them against one another. We don't necessarily believe what we're debating in, but we will defend it with our whole hearts. This week is a super fun one. It's about two transportation methods that Disney innovated in, the Skyliner and the Monorail. I'm the moderator this week. So Colby is going to be defending the Skyliner and Landon is going to be defending the monorail. So without further ado, I'm going to let them take it away. Landon, you can have the opening argument. I've just started out saying this. In honor of Walt Disney's birthday, I think we need to look back in history. Walt wanted the monorail. He wanted there to be a transportation system to Magic Kingdom. And as a a Disney historian that I consider myself, I think that's why this starts out being superior. I just want to say this. I hate the, that's not what Walt wanted crowd. Hold up. Pause real quick, Colby. I need you to get up and go get some Kleenex before you start talking. Oh my God. Not what Walt (laughs) wanted. This isn't what he wanted, bro. Not to be. Walt's been gone for 70 years. You don't know what he would have wanted. You have no idea. I do know he wanted the monorail. Would he still want it now? 57 years ago. Would he still want it now? It's an outdated thing. It's very slow. Genuinely, we're not even talking about something. The ferry boat is faster than the monorail. Period. I'll give my opinion on that in a minute, but go ahead. If you want to talk about speed, the monorail is so slow. The Skyliner is so fast. Unless they're loading like a scooter ECB type situation. It's pretty much always moving. Also, the views you get from the Skyliner is such a unique play. And it's such an enriching experience. Seeing the parts of Disney you've never seen. Truly awesome. Also, the breeze that you get from the Skyliner is really nice. I like all the different characters on them. I love the, the fact that it can connect Hollywood Studios and Epcot, and it's very quick. Staying in a Skyliner resort. Landon, you, you and I know this. We stayed at a Skyliner resort together. It was so convenient. It was unbelievably convenient. The convenience of it, the speed of it, also the re- unique views that you get. I just love it. You done? You done? Yes. The unique views. You gotta be kidding me, Colby. Unique views on the monorail, you're literally riding up to the Magic Kingdom, the most famous park in the whole wide world. You're rolling up and you see that castle and that feeling inside of you. You just can't describe it into words. One, what you're describing over there about the Skyliner, it's a hot box. I don't know about this breeze. You can hardly feel it in a packed one. It just gets so hot in there. Also, it sways like pretty bad when there's wind. And you never know, Colby. That's not a problem for me. Bro, it it could drop at any moment. And you look down and see those rocks. No, it cannot. Also, um, someone brought this to my attention, that they literally have bags in there for you to use the bathroom in. That's terrible. Plus, what if you got stuck up there? They also do in the monorail, just so you know. That's more so an extreme situation that we've only seen one time with the Skyliner. Skyliner is just such so incredible. The only negative thing about the Skyliner, I will say this, is when they put you with another party, I hate that. I, I genuinely hate that. But also the monorail can get crowded, and majority of the time you get your own Skyliner. Now, there are times where it's busy when you don't. 
But when you have your own Skyliner, it's so elite. No, I do like it. I'm not sitting here saying I don't like it, but I'm just saying the monorail is better strictly off of the history, what it means, what you get to see. And I do think it is fast, a lot faster than what y'all think. It doesn't just feel think- that fast to me. What I don't like about it is so stop and start. It's like you're in traffic, but I don't know. I just, I prefer the Skyliner. I really do. And this isn't even me taking a side. I just genuinely prefer the Skyliner a lot. Is but- it 30 minutes around the entire track? It feels like yeah. so long to me. I think it's 30. And I want to say, what's the ride you got on at Pop to go to, let's say, like Hollywood? I'm sure we could look it, it would up. Probably be... you, had to, you had to transfer too, right? Yeah. It's not a direct line. It'd probably so. be like 20. There's no way it's 30. Yeah. Depending on the line. So if you can, can get off and directly on. Yeah, let's look it up. There's oh, no way. There's just simply no way. Does it take make to get to? The Skyliner only goes 11 miles an hour. Yeah, the monorail goes 40 miles per hour. I don't know. What do you think is better, Glenn? Let's wrap this up. The ferry boat. (laughs) I think that you both made some excellent points. I think that a packed Skyliner cart is not nearly as bad as a packed monorail cart. If you've been in a standing room only monorail cart, it's so crowded. It's like a packed bus. It's pretty bad at the end of a Magic Kingdom day, but the Skyliner, everyone gets a seat. Nobody can stand. It might be like a crowded bench, but it's still not the same as the monorail but i will say an empty monorail car is superior to an empty skyliner car like to ju- like your whole family having the whole monorail car to yourself is absolutely such a relaxing thing i think landon i think you actually hindered yourself a little bit by only talking about the magic kingdom monorail loop i think if you talk about the epcot monorail loop the views on the epcot monorail loop once you enter epcot are so much better than anything on the skyliner in my opinion I love the Skyliner views. I love like the unique views of Disney that you get. I do think that they're super duper cool. But I think the view you get of the inside of Epcot is so cool from up above. So, yeah, I, I'm a big Skyliner proponent, you know, through and through. I don't think Disney keeps up with the monorail nearly enough for it to be anywhere near my favorite. I think if Disney maintained it enough, it would be higher on my list. It might even be like an actual comp- competition. But right now, there's really no competition. I do think that the Skyliner is better than the monorail. I like it. Period. I like oh. it. I'm going to put this on Twitter, which which is better, the monorail or the Skyliner. Please vote yep. and let us know why. Yeah. And also, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a poll right underneath the Spotify episode that you can vote on as well. And we'll compile the votes and talk about it next week. Yeah, I think they're both super cool ways to get around Disney. And I think if you've never been to Disney before, they both have their flaws and they both have their wins. But I think the fact that you can get Skyliner access at Pop Century, at not a super expensive resort, is crazy. I think that was a super fun debate. Like Colby said, go vote on Twitter. Go vote in the poll down below. Let's jump in to this week's draft. I'm super excited for this. We've talked about doing it forever. Colby was a custodian, as was Landon. Uh, Colby was one at Epcot, so I'm sure he has some opinions about Epcot bathrooms, which is what we are talking about this week. We are going to be discussing the best bathrooms in Disney World. And man, you might want to take some notes because this will affect how you do your next Disney vacation. So, Let's get this ball rolling. Yeah, I'm very excited for this draft. I was just sitting in class this morning making my list, and I was like, oh, there's this one, there's this one, there's this one. I have so many written down, so let's hop right in. With my first pick, I'm going to take American Adventure Bathroom. For me, this one, it really is not crowded at all whenever I go there. It's elite. I agree. Yeah, and I think this definitely is a first-round pick. 
There may be one better, but I just felt like this was a solid pick at 1-1 for me. Wow. It's pretty good. It's probably not what I would have picked first round. It is on my list. It's not on my list anymore, though. I'm going to take the Tangled Bathrooms. I think the theming is excellent. I think it's a great bathroom in Disney. I do think it's a little crowded, but if you're at Magic Kingdom at night, it's pretty empty, and it's got great views. Yeah, I'm taking the Tangled Bathroom. I love how Disney Imagineering said, what's a beloved movie from 2010 or above? Tangled. Yeah. Okay, let's give them a bathroom instead of a ride. It's hilarious, but they are it's really just, awesome bathrooms. I, yeah. I like I like going over there and like looking around for the Pascals and stuff like that. There, it's a cool area. Yeah, um, it's just too busy for me. Uh, see, I think that you can approach this draft in two different ways. It's Disney World; they're all going to be fairly busy. Is how I look at it. Now there are there's going to be times when they're less busy. So I went more for theming, honestly, but. I, I'm gonna go to the Toy Story bathrooms. Mm, that's good. I think those are, I think those are themed really well. Also, they are crowded, so from that aspect. But I, I, there are very few bathrooms that are not super crowded. Now, if I was doing a draft that was not a crowded, trying to find the least crowded bathrooms, See, that's what my list is. I, I would take the bathrooms in Animal Kingdom that are next to the Nemo Show. There's some bathrooms oh. over there. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, They're warming me up there. for my next pick. Are you serious? Is that <laughs> the one swear. you're taking? Yeah, that's what I'm okay, taking. Okay, go ahead. Hey, thank you for the handoff there. I'm going to take the Defining Nemo Big Blue and Beyond bathrooms. They're soft yes. like a mm. little good trail ones. back there. Yeah, they're really good. Those are always so private. Like No one's ever back there. It is a ghost town. Truly. Yeah, that's a good pick. I... Man, it's tough to keep going down the route because now I'm like, do I go for, do I go Landon's route or do I go for like efficiency or do I go for theming? I think I'll pick an efficiency one and then I'll go back to theming after this. I think the bathrooms by the exit of Soren at the right time, so empty and they're so big. There's so many stalls. I'm taking the bathrooms by the exit of Soren. I cannot believe you chose that. I can't either. That's truly where I had the worst experience as a cast member. It's called Land Down. So it's called. That, I've heard this. No, story. that was my literal worst experience. That is the busiest bathroom. So it's shocking really? that you chose that one. Yeah. When I had to go to laying down, I would dread it, dude. I remember I had five in one day. I almost quit, man. It was horrible. But it's just funny. That's hilarious. If you talk to any Epcot custodial, that's mm. a very famous bathroom. It just seemed like there was always paper on the ground. I don't know what it is. Maybe I've only been in there right after it's been cleaned. They're probably doing a good <laughs> job then. It's just funny that you chose that one because I remember having some of my worst moments. But yeah, my next pick, like I said, I went for more like theming from my list. And Tangled Toilets were actually my number one because I think they're mm -hmm. themed the best. But I really like the bathrooms right outside of Tower of Terror. I think they're themed really well. You mean really one well on Sunset on Boulevard? The... Like by yes. Scoop? Those are busy. Yeah, they are. They're so they're themed really well, though, on the outside. They are. And yeah. I decided to take those because remember, that was not necessarily my list, but gotcha. the Sunset Boulevard bathrooms. Okay. Hey, I respect it. I really, I like those bath. I use those bathrooms probably every vacation, but every time that Same. I go in there, it is so crowded. So I, I probably wouldn't have picked it, but probably pick the two busiest bathrooms in that park. Yeah, I'm not definitely. Kidding. All right. Let's say I'm in the same scenario as Colby here and I'm getting off Tower of Terror and need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to pass that one right up and go on over to Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. And we're going to go to the bathrooms back there. 
those are some of the most private bathrooms that I think are just like still kind of undercover that people don't really know about. So I think it's a great option for what kind of list I'm building right now. I like it. Yeah, no, I... So are, you, are there bathrooms back by the Lightning McQueen experience, or are you talking about the ones by the exit of Rock and Roller Coaster? No, like it's back by Lightning McQueen. Really? Yeah. Let's check those out. That is a That would be very, because it's empty. It's dead. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Interesting. Okay, that's good. I'm going to take one that I thought Colby would have taken earlier, because it, I have heard him say this is one of his favorite bathrooms on property. I'm taking the Rosewalk bathrooms over there by the old Starbucks location. In- yeah, those are awesome. And Epcot, I think they're great. I have a fantastic memory there. Yeah, the Rosewalk bathrooms are really good. And the water right there is always cold. That water fountain right there, great place to get water on your trip. That's in between World Nature and World Showcase, for those of you who don't know, on the right side of the park. The next, for my next pick, I'm going over to Epcot. Now, I actually never worked around this area because it's in World Showcase, but World Showcase has some pretty tough bathroom situations, in my opinion. But there are a few gems and... Mexico has a really nice bathroom. Really nice. And it's themed really well. I really enjoy that one. It's also not super busy, but it's themed really well. Definitely go check it out next time. Like inside the pyramid or outside the pyramid? It's outside. It's like where Donald Duck meets. That's a a bathroom that has like the tile on the sides. Like the the fancy one. That's cool. I do like that one. All right. My final pick. I'm going to one kind of close to home here. I think this might be... Aside from the Lightning McQueen, one of the most overlooked ones because there's a bathroom very close to it. The Pizza Rizzo bathrooms, not outside oh, of the restaurant, ooh, but good. inside. Yeah, the... inside, absolutely. Dude, that whole upstairs is underrated. That's yes. so good. And the theming there's pretty, if you like the Muppets. Amen. I think that's good pick. Good pick, Landon. Thank you. I'm actually going to leave Epcot, which is where two of my picks were, and I'm going to go back over to Magic. And I'm going to take the bathrooms over there next to Guest Gaston's Tavern. I think they're super good in New Fantasyland. Super underrated bathrooms. The theming over there is pretty cool too. But they tend to be overlooked because that area gets passed by and people walk straight past it to the Little Mermaid. So, All right, like- so I'm about to cheat a little bit here. Oh, no. How do you cheat on this one? So I'm going to a deluxe resort. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll put the bathrooms at the Grand Floridian. It's the flagship resort for oh, a reason. Beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful, regal bathrooms. Also, they all have their individual stalls. Enjoy yourself. If if you, <laughs> it's private, you know, so there's no like awkwardness. So it's really nice. Just themed super well. Yeah. The older I get, the more I like Grand Floridian. Yeah. There are some bathrooms, even at Disney Springs, that we didn't talk about that I think deserve to be mentioned in between the toy store and the co-op over there by the pen store. Super duper nice yeah. bathrooms, and they're pretty low foot traffic as well. That's awesome. Yeah, and the Batu bathrooms over there in Batu are also themed very well. They fit yeah, into the environment really cool. But there's such high foot traffic that to fit the well-themed and low foot traffic vibe I was trying to go for didn't really work out. But definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. I've got a few on my honorable mention. I had a behind Figment Journey to Imagination. There's one tucked back there. Yeah, that's a really private bathroom. Like, no yeah. one goes over there. Yeah. So that's a really nice one. I thought about that one, as well as the entrance to International Gateway. Right when you enter, there's, like, a bathroom right on the left in between there, like, the gates and the store that they have. Yeah. I've never used it, but I looked at it on the map. I was like, surely no one uses this. And then ABC Commissary. 
A, B, C. Any indoor bathroom is ten thousand. One that's like in a quick service restaurant is pretty low foot traffic, and also yes. like fits the environment of the. It's just a bathroom in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's recap. Super duper fun list. Yeah, go ahead and start us off, Landon. Yeah, first pick, I took the American Adventure bathrooms and then the Nemo ones in Animal Kingdom. I then went to Hollywood and took Lightning McQueen Racing Academy. There's some tucked back there. And then finished up in Hollywood at Pizza Rizzo upstairs. Good picks. I went over straight over to Magic Kingdom and took probably the most popular bathrooms in Disney, which is the Tangled Bathrooms. Then I took one that didn't hit home for everyone, but the bathrooms in the Land Pavilion over there by the exit of Soren. Then I took the Rosewalk bathrooms in between Journey into Imagination and the entrance of World Showcase towards Canada. And then last but not least, I took a Gaston Tavern bathrooms, which are tucked away, pretty low foot traffic, and also the theming over there is just so good. Then I took the Toy Story bathrooms, the bathrooms on Sunset Boulevard, bathrooms in Mexico, and then the Grand Flow bathroom. Good picks. That was fun. But... Now we're going to move on from the drafts into Extra Magic Hours. And if you don't know what Extra Magic Hours is, it's a Patreon-exclusive segment. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a membership subscription service that you can support the show. There's a couple different tiers and a couple different benefits, one of those benefits being Extra Magic Hours. So if you want to check it out, it's down in the description down below. But we're going to jump into that. And for everyone else, you'll move on to the Hoedown Showdown. And for those of you who don't know what the Hoedown Showdown is, we all claim to be semi-Disney experts, and this is really meant to prove who's not in a fun, lighthearted kind of way. Let's get this ball a-rolling. All right, buckle up, gentlemen. Today, my question is, how many restrooms are in Magic Kingdom? Oh. Women, too? Like, each set so like I, sets of bathrooms, I, or? I guess so. No, I think it counts men and women as separate. I think so. Mainstream. Because I looked it up earlier, or on the map, and I counted them all out, and then I looked it up. Because <clears throat> on, on the map well. it would be on the map it would be like in groups. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. So let's just go do like, seventy. I'm gonna go seventy. Seventy Seventy bathrooms. Seventy? Man, my guess feels way. I, I was gonna say like thirty-two. It is twenty-seven. Mm. What? So close. How is there so little bathrooms? Just look at it on the map. Like when you walk in, there's one on the left. Like by guest relations and all that. And then you mm -hmm. go straight and there's one on both sides. Is mm -hmm. there like a unisex bathroom? Is that why there's only 27? I think so. Yeah. That... I think they counted the cap it, as well. It would be 52 then, right? What? If you doubled it. bathrooms are. Yeah. No. You doubled it. So yeah. I think it was, I think what I er earlier counted was 13. No, I counted 14 earlier. It really? Was counted. Yeah. And then wow. when I looked it up online, it was 27. I would have said that there was way more, obviously. That's why I said 70, but that just seems like such a low number. I'm shocked. Because I counted the Tom Sawyer Island also. Okay. Yeah, I, probably, I, wouldn't have thought of, I wouldn't have thought of Tom Sawyer's, but I still went over. But that's a good one. Good question. I am going to be asking something that has something to do with the birthday boy today. It's actually something that's been in a lot of media lately, but I wanted to ask anyways. What is the name of Walt Disney's hometown marceline missouri yes marce marceline missouri is correct i thought i'd go for an easier one this week but yeah i got gotcha. you it's a good question i'm Thank a disney you. historian bro you know i know that one i, I, go I, I, don't, I, I also do but i don't want to go to missouri like dude missouri's can awesome they yeah <laughs> hey chill out chill out with the missouri hate they, i like they, okay 
Okay, we have one listener in Missouri, so you know it's it's okay. Oh, okay. We well, don't want to lose one listener in Missouri. <laughs> All right. For my question, Skyliner related. How many individual Skyliner gondolas are there? Uh, Dude, I have a number in my head, but I feel like it's gonna be way higher. So I'm gonna go three fifty. That could be way higher. Okay. Glenn, do you have a guess? I'd say I'll go a hundred less. Around two fifty. Two fifty is right. There's two hundred and fifty plus. Wow. Dang, that's really? close. That's what it says wow. on uh, the Wikipedia. So 250 plus. Yeah, that's why I looked up earlier. Wow, congrats. That's a good one. Oh, nice. Cool. That was a shot in the dark, but I'll take it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening this week. It genuinely was a lot of fun. It's great being back with these guys. Hopefully, we'll all be able to be here next week, but either way, the show will go on. We're approaching one year of the Rope Droppers podcast. So thank you guys so much. It's crazy. It's crazy that we've been doing it for this long. We're on episode 17 of season two. Again, I'm just so hyped. I'm so appreciative of you guys. We wouldn't be here without you. Most importantly, I'm thankful for Landon and Colby for showing up every week and really just putting their all into it. I'm just so grateful to be here with these guys. Wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can check us out at the Rope Droppers Podcast over on Instagram. You can check us out on X slash Twitter at Rope Droppers Pod. You can find Colby at Colby Tweetin, Landon at Landon Tweetin, and me at Glenn Tweetin, and you can get us all there. It's super duper fun. And then as well as Instagram, you can find Colby at Colby Trades Pins, Landon at DisneylandonB, and me at Glenn the Kid. Mine's a personal Instagram. Colby and Landon tend to do that pin content a little bit more. We'd really appreciate some love over on Instagram. Either way, we're there if you want to keep up with us throughout the week. So thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Glenn. My name is Landon. And I'm Colby. And this has been the Rope Droppers Podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye-bye.